Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Thursday, and this is the fourth week in Advent. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from the Gospel according to St. Luke, the first chapter, beginning this morning at verse 39. In those days Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her about three months, and then she returned home. When Mary asked the angel Gabriel, how could it be that she could conceive and have a child, the angel reminded her that with God all things are possible, and 
to support his argument, the angel's argument, Mary reminded uh, Mary was reminded that her kinswoman Elizabeth, who was now advanced in years, was six months pregnant with her first child. So is it any wonder then that Mary very quickly goes to visit Elizabeth and to investigate these things for herself? Mary's faith and willingness to participate in all that the Lord has promised is admirable, but remember that even Mary needs to have her faith strengthened by the presence of others, others who have also heard the good news and believed, who can see what is truly going on in Mary and in her life. So how kind the Lord is to Mary. The Spirit fills Elizabeth, and and Elizabeth greets Mary with an abundance of blessings that overflow in honoring her, exalting her, and encouraging her. The joy Elizabeth feels in the presence of this yet unborn Messiah and his blessed mother is contagious. The Spirit fills Mary, and she exalts in the Lord, and she prophesies. What Mary sees, however, is the dramatic reordering and reversal of human life that that the Messiah will bring about. Mary uses herself as a kind of an example. If, If the Lord God can lift a humble village woman and honor her as the mother of the Messiah, as the mother of our Lord, then how much more will the Lord lift us all up and satisfy all others who are lowly? In an ecstatic instant, the powers and rulers of this world are brought to nothing, and God's people are set free to finally live in peace and enjoy in God's presence according to God's promise, a promise that God made to Abraham and is now bringing to fulfillment in Jesus, yet unborn within Mary. So what do you think it would be like to live in the kingdom that Mary speaks about? A world where the hungry are filled with good things and the rich are sent away empty. That is a world where all share in the benefits of God's abundance, grace, and love, and no one hoards the earth's good things or exerts their power over them or over one another. A world where each of us do what is right by our neighbor and uses that as a measure for what is right for us. When you put these two women in the context of their time and place, they are but two powerless and extremely vulnerable women. Pregnant, living in villages far removed from the power centers and power players of the world. It is hard to imagine a meeting of less significance then. And yet, when we see Elizabeth and Mary an unborn Jesus and an unborn John the Baptist, all together in one place, rejoicing and praising God for the, the, the turning of the page and the promise of salvation, then we are near the very hub and turning point of all of world history. And the Spirit, speaking through these prophetic women, welcomes us into the joy of God's kingdom as it enters our world to stay and abide forever. The good news for us and for the world is found right here, hidden and invisible among the least, who by God's grace and good favor have now become the first, the greatest, and the most blessed. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. 
You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness for the communion of faith in your church, and for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the church of Jesus Christ in every land, and especially for the people, the ministry, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church. Pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for the people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, and for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. For what else or for who else do we pray? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin or be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.